my name is Andrew Perry, and welcome to episode 10 of the Be Revolutionary podcast. I always think this is like a radio show, so I try to get like my radio voice on, but it's just a fucking podcast. That wasn't bad. It's just a podcast. And uh, see, I know I'm trying not to swear, and sometimes it's really hard when you get hyped up, especially with these boys here. Uh, We got Eric Cleary and Brian Droppard. That's it. Drop it like it's hot. You got it. I stole that from him. And like <laughs> I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna his steal his follow-up joke. That wasn't oh. funny for like five years. Yeah, Anyways, uh, so Brian and Eric, you guys um, you guys are partners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys have Orange List, one word, which is a property management company. And yeah. then you have the investment team. Uh, based out of Revel Realty St. Catherine's office, right? Mm-hmm. And so you told me before we got started, you got you guys manage over 700 units? Yeah, yeah between, 600, between 650 and 700 units, yeah. Oh and what's God. interesting about that is that 90% of them are homes. So it's not just like an apartment building with 700 units in it. Like yeah. It's spread all over the place. Uh, Burlington, Hamilton, Grimsby, Beamsville, all over to Fort Erie, Welland, St. Catharines, Niagara-on-the-Lake, everywhere. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's insane. That's insane. How you guys got a big team behind you? Or? We have about 14 full-time employees. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's decent enough. That's broken big up into departments. So right. You got leasing agents, you got, you know, a maintenance department, you got accounting, you got marketing. So I know some of the other property management companies kind of have multiple people doing multiple things. Yeah. We thought it was important from from the beginning to kind of separate it. You may want to bring that up just a little bit for you. There we go. (laughs) There you go. So do you have um, like kind of divisions uh, or just everything is kind of hubbed out of St. Catharines? Like do you have people stationed in Burlington or anything Well, like 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 maintenance people, yeah, Yeah. like for certain regions. uh, Like we we manage a building in Dunville, for example, right? So, I mean, you need to have strategically located contractors, plumbers, electricians yeah. in those regions. But as far as the main office is concerned, you don't have to have somebody sitting in Hamilton to answer a phone call from Hamilton. So right, the good right. news is is we can have our setup here in yeah. St. Catharines and, and facilitate 99% of what's going on. It's Beautiful. just sort of that hands-on stuff where, yeah, we need to have strategic yeah. relationships with people locally. Yeah, yeah well, because, I mean, you hear horror, what's the horror story? Well, I don't want to be a landlord and pick my cell phone up at... Two in the morning to unclog a toilet. Oh yeah, those things happen. The toilets clogging (laughs) constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had we had I mean we had (laughs) yeah pipe bursts on on Christmas Day and we have an emergency line so there's like five of us in the office that get get a page that get a page. Um, and And we're all paging each other. You take it. No, you (laughs) take it. You take it. (laughs) I'm on it. You do the next. one. I'm still opening presents. Yeah. It's actually organized, but yeah. No, um, of course. So yeah, and then you know. That's that's obviously super important. A, the, the tenant has someone they can always contact. Yep. Uh, and B, you know, we can address it fast. So yeah. a small issue or a, a bad issue stays, you know, somewhat contained. Well, good, um, man. That's good. Because, I mean, I'm sure, like, uh, I was reading, do you guys familiar with, like, Bigger Pockets? Bigger Pockets? It's, uh, oh, my God, what is his name? Like on pants? Like cargo pants? Big Pockets? <laughs> no, no. It's uh, it's like an investment group uh, like for landlords and stuff. It, it's um, I picked it up. It's like how to invest in real estate one-on-one or yeah. something like that. And then at the end of the book, uh, they say, you know, check us out on Bigger Pockets on Instagram. 
And uh, like they're kind of going over like, okay, well, you should, if you plan on owning, you know, more than one door, you should definitely consider uh, getting somebody in the property management space to help you out. And they're kind of going over the services that, you know, a typical property manager would provide and the general like percentage, like 8%, 7% or whatever, right? So I, I'm, I'm assuming to have a good organized structure uh, is very important when you're when you're trying to do your research uh, into property management, right? To go off of that, like, because we get questions all the time. Um, you know, do I need a property manager right away, or mm-hmm. is this something that I should acquire five, six, seven yeah. properties? However, you want your business to look, whether it's one or two properties or fifty, is kind of how we think you should set it up from mm-hmm. the beginning. And I think most entrepreneurs or investors can make that argument that you know that's sound advice. Um, again, there's there's tons of value in in having a good property manager, um, whether it's one or ten properties. But again, do you want to be involved? Are you investing in real estate because that's you're what I was bored? Say. Yeah. Or is this supposed to be passive income? Right. Or, the, or did you want a new job? Did well, that's the thing, yeah. right? Like yeah. pe- people buy investment properties because they they want a investment. Yeah. Right? You go to the bank, you sign up for an investment, right? Uh, they don't say, okay, but in exchange for this investment, you have to commit to this and this yeah. and all these time-consuming yeah. things. They, the, the idea is, is I have money, I put it here, yeah. and I'm going to generate this off of that money. And a lot of times for people, they think that's what real estate's going to turn be like. And right. it turns out to be like a second job a or second a hobby job. that they yeah. hate, not like a fun hobby like flying airplanes. Like it's a <laughs> crappy hobby yeah. that drives them crazy right. and costs them a lot of money. So Eric's right. Like, yeah, you, you want to structure where you intend to go early on so mm. you don't have to have a painful transition later. But yep. Yep. I think a big thing is there. there is the odd exception. Like if you're an incredibly, um, you know, independent individual and you have a very flexible schedule like if you own your own company and you have Mm. support and whatever and you're local I mean yeah I I, I could see how you can manage it yourself but 99% of our clients live Mm. in the GTA um, and if you've got properties in the Niagara region and you've got a full-time job you got kids you got all the stuff going on there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to effectively look after stuff on an hour and a half drive. That's right. You know, from north of Toronto to St. Catharines or Welland or whatever yeah. when something goes wrong. You just you're not going to be able to and you're not going to want to. So, if you're going to buy a rental property it, for these people that don't live close by and don't have that time, just price that into your budgeting. Like you're you've right. got price your it up right insurance, your mortgage and my property management and then you can make yeah. your decision. Yeah. And like price it out when you're buying the house. That's right. Right? The numbers work with all of these expenses and just go into it with that in mind. Yeah. And if you have a good experience because you've got a good local team, chances are you're going to buy more properties. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Before we go into like the the full kind of package that you guys offer, because I remember when I was looking during like the beginning of the COVID, you and I reached out to each other. And uh, like I went through your whole thing, like yeah. it's pretty impressive. Like I'll be honest with you, a lot of people are. This probably just me, but when I think property management, I think of like you know just like sticker that some guy's throwing on the back of his truck, like Johnny Handyman or something like that. Yeah. But I was super impressed from what you guys sent me. Like it was uh, like you, you got the full package, man, and that's amazing. Yeah. Before we go into that though. Uh, the investment team. So was property management first or was uh, like getting people into investment deals and getting yourselves into what, which came first? Well, it's well, kind of, it, it, well, hang on a second. It's kind of a little <laughs> bit of a, a interesting tale yep. because I've been selling real estate for like 10 years yeah. and I 
had sort of a knack for rental properties because I owned a bunch and managed them for my family. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I met Eric when I was buying my cell phone at TELUS at yeah. the time, back in 2015, and he was very impressive. He sold me on a warranty, and I've never bought a warranty on anything before, so that was good. <laughs> but uh, we, I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about some property management ideas. Yep. I think this might work. And uh, we went out for a coffee the next day, and we talked about it. Next thing you know, we were cold calling people on Kijiji to see if uh, they needed services. And five years later now, not even four and a half years later, we're yep. where we are today, which is wonderful with this great business and all that sort of stuff. But we already, I was kind of already doing real estate yeah. with investment clients, but I didn't, it, there was no structure, there was no machine built yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the property management came, that was organized structure. And then Eric, once he got his feet wet, like the timeline needed to make sense. Yeah. Because he was right out of college. He never bought a house himself before. I was yeah. clueless as to what goes on with that. But after he's been working in the management business for two and a half, three years, doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lease yeah. deals and turnovers and you name it. It yeah. was hundreds. Hundreds. Probably, <laughs> possibly thousands. I mean, it's a lot From of possibly you know, bedrooms thousands. up to waterfront executive properties. <laughs> oh, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. So then it became or an organic transition yeah. into, okay, some of our clients want to purchase rentals. Yeah. So, you know, I'm busy running the business. Eric, get your license. And then you can start crushing that. And, and sure enough, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. The man, it was important to get the, like you mentioned, the structure being the business orange list in place because that's really what helps us. When I give you that ROI that you saw with yeah. those numbers on a page, said, hey, here's the timelines. I'm going to rent it this fast. Here's what it's going to look like. Yes, I can do that myself but that really i'm able to make those promises and deliver that experience in a way because of the company we've built right and the 15 people we have behind us yeah right so it goes right. through you know maxine who's our accountant she gets the information signs the management agreement inputs all the information you know into our crm software payment mm -hmm. software you know and then it goes on to i assign it to a leasing representative that leasing representative makes contact you know helps with me we price the house yeah you know and then our marketing coordinator goes takes photos gets the listing ready so it goes through a, a sequence of right. of events that would be very tough for us to do any sort of volume or scale of that if we were just the real estate team right right makes yes. total sense makes so total it's sense. nice to be in control of and we work with a lot of realtors so we'll get into that like it's it's not like you have to buy a house with eric and brian but right in in the cases uh, in most cases not most, but in a lot of cases, you know, someone calls us, we sell them on this experience, mm -hmm. start looking for houses, buildings, whatever it may be. We sell them a product that we know we can mm -hmm. rent for good money, that we know is going to attract the right kind of tenants, you know, and then it goes through our business. So if they need to do some updates or whatnot, we have contractors and that we trust and rely right. on. Right, which is um, huge. You know, and then the rent numbers that I put on that page come to fruition. Yeah. Right. Because I'm accountable. Right. So I sell you that house. That's my job's not done. No. Right. Now it's got to, everything that I told you is going to happen has to happen. Um, so when I do those ROIs, we give you a rent projection. Right. So let's right. say I think upstairs 17 to 1900 downstairs, 12 to 13. I run those numbers. We run those numbers off the low end. I yes. know I can get that. Yeah. So it's not like the stars need to align and yeah. the unicorn needs to go skipping by to make this then, investment awesome. Yeah, and then right. when you come out higher, there you go. You yeah. look like a hero. I'd rather no under-promise and over-deliver yeah. than, than the other way around. Right? No, I totally agree. And, and like, I mean, it's not like I'm uh, 
the investor realtor in Niagara or anything that you guys. <laughs> but I mean, I do work with a lot of investors as well. And that's the same kind of thing that I do. I mean, obviously, and if any of my clients are watching this, it's the hiring people like you, it would be, it's almost like a no brainer. Well, if Especially your clients like have if a good experience, they're definitely going to want to buy more. Right. And, and they're that, not even living here, right? You guys just, yeah. I mean, how many, how many, I mean, sure, you work with a lot of local people, but you got a lot of people outside of the Niagara market too, I'm assuming? Or, oh, yeah. I can't right? tell you how many times I've had people call us and say, I bought this rental property. We had all big hopes and dreams, and it was a great rental property. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it, but they just rented to awful people (laughs) and they and and sometimes the people weren't even that bad but just the way they handle things the the way they take a molehill and turn it into a mountain yeah as opposed to taking a mountain and turning it into a molehill you know or keeping a molehill a molehill like they're they're making things worse because they just don't know how to deal with things some people just their personality they, they may they may be really good at their job whatever it is they have a lot of net worth and money to invest but when it comes to dealing with tenants and people they're just not very good at it and Mm -hmm. so they're creating a lot of problems for themselves so there's a bunch of things that can happen yeah and and i want to point out quickly because one of the first questions we ask though if we're talking to somebody is are you already working with a realtor that you have a good relationship with yeah um and if they say yes and it's someone who is from revel or from some brokerages we have great relationships with like we have a lot of remax agents we have good relationships with rockstar realty in toronto yep and if, if those people are are within our network, we're, we're going to never, ever step on their toes. We tell them right. clearly, like, you, we call the realtor, say, thanks for the referral, man. That's yeah. awesome. And, and by the way, we can help you. So next time you find a house and you're about yep. to put an offer on it, have – have your client or send us a copy of the MLS listing in orange list, our leasing team and our, our, mm. our, our group of people in our team will look at it and make sure that we can establish a higher level of confidence in the mind of your buyer, making it easier for you to convince them to mm-hmm. purchase this investment. Cause now it's not just you saying it can rent for this much. And it's yeah. worth it. you also yeah. have this group of local, uh, reputable professionals also saying, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. good. Kind of like when that home inspector says, this is a great house. Yes, yeah. All of a sudden, boom, the buyer feels right. a lot better. That's really cool, man. That's really yeah. cool. So, I mean, obviously, the idea uh, behind that is, is to build trust and you know confidence within your investment team and realtor. But is that like something that uh, maybe might cost a realtor, or is that something that they just no, want to team up with you on? Yeah. Yeah, there's so it's like you said to go off that we work with on a regular basis, probably. 10 realtors like consistently like yeah weekly bi-weekly that do a Maybe lot of 100 realtors yeah. in total that have sent a deal here you know there's not a not a ton of realtors focus on investment it's right more so they right. got a relationship with someone who also wants to maybe now invest. Yes. And that's the realtor. They yeah. know that. So, But some of them are doing big volume and those yeah. ones that are doing big investment volume are their go-to guys have yeah, been able yeah. to utilize us. Like I said, if we get the management contract later or not, we're still happy to jump in yeah. and help you close the sale right. because it really does help uh, getting that second unbiased opinion. Yeah, that's a really cool idea, man. Definitely yeah. going to have to use that myself. Yeah, yeah so like you sell a you house. Guys. I'll give you like a, a little... So you sell a house yep. that's got a 45-day closing. Yep. Deal's firm. It's vacant. You know, you can put in a couple visits in there. We like to get ahead of it. Like I've rented houses. It's really easy, obviously, when I'm the realtor because I have a little bit more control. Of but course, of course. I've gone in. I worked some of the agents I do a lot of business with and fully rented their duplex 
while they haven't even closed yet. Right. Right. Yeah. So they closes on October 7th. They That's got a pretty a tenant, good feeling. They got a tenant yeah. moving oh in October God. 15th yeah. and another one moving in November 1st. So not only are they, you, if you eliminated a little bit of that anxiety, you know, fear and anxiety, yeah. it's like, okay, we bought it. Yeah. That's only step one. There's a whole that, other. Yeah. That's a so now big they close fear. And boom, we've, we've now mitigated their risk. We've turned down that period of time where they're, they have to pay the mortgage and cover mm-hmm. costs. The tenants are going to start paying right away. Sometimes right. it's too late, but for every real estate agent, if there's any listening to this, the big piece of advice I would say is whether you're going to do it for them or they're going to do it themselves, it doesn't matter. Put it in the agreement of purchase and sale yeah. that the buyer you know, can have access or with a representative so many times prior to closing, maybe five or six times yeah. prior to completion of the transaction for the purpose of showing sure. it to new tenants. And then the, the seller's on board, everybody's on board, and it, it means that we yeah. have that awesome opportunity now to market the property because a lot of times there's a 30, 60-day closing, yep. and we can start showing it. Maybe even it's owner-occupied. And the seller has to sign off on it so they understand that there's going to be people walking through their house between yeah. now and closing. And they have right. to be okay with that because we put it in part of the deal when we wrote the offer originally. Mm-hmm. And last so, thing before you ask another question. Yeah. The important part there is is the way we, so we do a lot of screening <laughs> yeah. on the back end. So just the way he said that, we're not just flooding. Of any, course not. Hey, I want to see your apartment. No, like we, the you, people, you guys don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah. The people that, that with myself, obviously, I've got some agents that also do this. But regardless, when we get in our cars and drive there, you know, we're pretty confident this is the tenant we want. Right. This is just to make sure, you know. We do a lot of pre-screening over the phone. They That's, like the right. place. I would imagine. And we like them and, and they like, you know. We're yeah. blunt. How's your credit? How's this? Yeah. How's that? And if, yeah. they, if they hesitate at all, if they got that voice, we're just yeah. not going to go. <laughs> you know, it depends on some certain <laughs> Yeah, aspects, no, no. Right? I, I hear you because, I mean, honestly, like I... T- I don't want to like say this really out loud, but for some clients, I will take a lease listing. Um, you know, maybe I pass it off to one of my team members, but we don't like doing that. We just yeah. don't. I've often thought that for realtors, for a lot of them, it's almost as if the attitude or the sense is that you're you're doing your client a favor. It's not really yeah. something you want to do. You're, right. you're helping them out. Right. Um, but it's not something that you're And would I ever do on. that with the clients themselves when they're buying and selling in that process? No, I wouldn't. No. I would never just help somebody because, oh, man, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it. Yeah. But so why would I take a lease listing? And you're right. But the first thing is that, you know, when I've made that decision is that, you know, I want to pre-screen everybody. I want to get their driver's license, proof of income, credit score, uh, letter of employment all before I meet them. Is that kind of the same type of screening process you guys do? Or? We don't go that... It, it's more of uh, like a questionnaire, right? Yep. So how's your credit? Do you have pets? Obviously, there's a ton of rules, and we're aware of those rules, but just right. general questions of, right. you know, how long have you been at your place of employment? Um, where do you live now? Why do you, you own any it? anacondas? <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. I want to know. Because <laughs> if you get, we, we, with, the, with the volume we do, we do between three and 400 leases a year yeah. as, as a team. So if you get into uh, trying to get too much information, keep in mind the market's hot and these anyone that's good with a really good job and a good credit score, they know yeah. they're good. Yeah. They know that yeah. landlords want them. So if you have to give them all these milestones and they don't even know if they very want that point. house yet. Yeah, very good turn them off. Yeah. yeah, very good point. Right, so we want to get them in the door. We want them to meet us, meet our team, yep. like the property, and then we do 
We also do really, really phenomenal marketing for our rentals. So we're dealing with stupid amounts of volume in terms of calls, texts, and emails. Mm -hmm. So if, if honestly, I I swear, if it was like, hey, my name's Brian Dropper, the leasing guy, and I had a hat that said leasing guy on it, (laughs) I would never, like, I'd quit. Like, it'd be hell because the sheer volume of crap you got to shovel through every day. It's like trying to shovel your driveway in the middle of a blizzard, right? Like, it's just, you're never caught up. And And so we have this massive, like I said earlier, infrastructure and this team and a process and a system where these leads come through. They don't just fly in and then we try to, there's a system uh, like a call center, almost how we manage it to make sure that we can uh, continue to deliver effectively for you and for your clients uh, without burning out because you're going to burn out if you, if you think you're going to handle it's a lot of volume. The calls, Absolutely. emails, texts, and then the people, it's just, it can be a nightmare. Yeah, no, no. I, I know from experience, and I can just imagine what you guys go through on a daily basis. So a lot of people go- have asked us, why do you do Why do you do management? this? Why? <laughs> it sounds like, like a it. terrible well, job. Which leads me to my <laughs> next question, but I probably know the answer. Do you guys just take leaseless things, or do you just save those for your active clients? So, yeah, we do straight leasing, yep. we call it. Um, Not nearly as frequently. Not nearly as right. frequently as... Right. But yeah, we, we do offer that. Um, you we know, like again. to, we like, we like to, the thing is too, like, it's so much, it's one thing to get a good tenant in there, but the relationship and how you handle things, like, we'll, we won't give you a warranty on a tenant that we rent to. We'll right. put a lease together. It's yeah. fair. It's very good. You're going to like it. You got to approve. Obviously, you're signing the lease, so you got to like it. Um, but we can't warranty it because we don't know how you're going to treat these people. We don't right. know whether you're going to yeah. be one of those weird landlords who's peeking in through the blinds and, you know, in the yeah, middle of the you afternoon. giving notice every time you show up? You know? Are you yeah, taking a yeah. small fire and keeping it small? Are right. you really creepy? Are you weirding out your tenants? <laughs> yeah. And then now they want to move out because you're a weirdo? Like, yeah. we're not going to warranty that. But if we're <laughs> yeah. managing things, we can control right. how things go throughout their experience. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're climbing up onto uh, 1.30, so we're just going to take a quick break. And boom. back i hope you enjoyed that quick commercial break i don't even know if we have commercials <laughs> i don't maybe we'll get an orange list commercial we'll sponsor this one, yeah we'll sponsor yeah, it you yeah we'll, uh, uh, you have your people contact our people we'll yeah, get you a commercial well, my people's there. over here there's oh, cam okay. <laughs> uh, okay so before we left off uh we were talking about how not to be a creep as a landlord and i think that's you know totally amazing advice it's an incredibly important piece of right? information i don't really yeah. know any areas in life where being a creep is actually good advice, a good advice? <laughs> actually in this 
you know, the situation. I think you should be a creep. That's going to help. Yeah. You, but, yeah <laughs> so what are, I mean, just off the top of, head, uh, top of your head, guys, if like there's a landlord listening, is it, I know a good friend of mine in Barry, Dustin Lee, he's been on my other podcast before. Like he does certain things like provide like subscri- Netflix subscription, you know, pop by like on Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas card. And I think you, Brian, before we logged off there was talking about, uh, you know, just building a good relationship with the tenant, right? Any anything Communi- off the communication, communication is yeah. probably the biggest, you know, and we've structured our business to accommodate that. But as a landlord, make sure you're getting back to your tenants. Yeah. Because a lot of times, yes, a lot of serious stuff can happen. It's real estate, yep. furnace, hot water tank, electrical, whatever it may be, stuff happens. Uh, they just want to know that you received their message or mm. you got their call and you're going to fix it, right? Because if it's like if they're calling you and you can't, they can't get a hold of you, they're dealing with the issue, and now yeah. they're dealing with, oh my gosh, like you know, when are they going to come fix this? How long do I got to deal with this? Mm-hmm. They don't care mm-hmm. about me in the prop. It turns into something much bigger than it actually is. Yeah. So that quick communication. If you got to go visit the property, give notice. You know, hey, I just want to let you know. And if you know you're going there, if it's Monday and you're going Friday, don't wait. Just tell them Monday. Yeah. Give them the courtesy. Give them as much notice as you can. Yep. Hey, I'm going to be there next week. And I know people that start, you know, like, well, I gave them the 24 hours. I'm like, yeah, but it's at 8 a.m. Yeah. You know, they have lives. These people are paying a dollar amount to have a home. Yeah. You know, so you got to really really try to accommodate that every chance you get. When you rent to somebody, for a lot of reasons, when they move into your house, it's kind of like you've married that person because it's really hard to break up with them. And if you have to break up with them, it's very expensive, like a divorce (laughs) process, and it takes forever. It's emotional. It's painful. Yeah. So part of that marriage relationship you're stuck with this person is communication and imagine if you just didn't get back to your wife how mad she'd be at you in the same way you got to respond quickly and promptly i the number one complaint eric and i have ever received in our time doing this whether it's with landlords or tenants over the years that we've worked really hard to fine tune and make not happen is poor communication time. Mm-hmm. And that's whether it's email, text messages, as long as people are, you're getting back to them promptly. Obviously, you got to do something about it. You can't just be like, yeah, that's great. And then, you know, leave it right. at that. I, you know, I got back to you. Yeah, yeah I got my, back. My toilet's yeah. overflowing. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. <laughs> Good to hear from you. How's it yeah. going? Uh, I'm going to bring a Big Mac at Christmas um, yeah. <laughs> and some Netflix. Uh, no, you got to deal with yeah. it. But that effective communication, Eric's absolutely right, uh, yeah. is, is so huge. Because I think most places, that I do business with, whether it's a pool company, the marina. Oh my gosh, if you have a boat trying to get it fixed, is a nightmare. There's yeah. nobody around that Two can fix it quickly. Two years we've had no boat. Two years. Yeah. Like We're waiting that. for a, a lower unit on a prop. But anyway, it's a nightmare. So yeah. Because just the communication is terrible. And if you can just be that one business, that one organization that communicates promptly and yeah. quickly, people will just be like, wow, wow that's great. And you're making these emotional deposits in, in your relationship bank account yep. all the time through that so that if you do screw up once in a while, because we're all humans, we yep. make mistakes, you can afford the, all, the odd withdrawal, right? And yep. your tenant will be more gracious with you. Mm-hmm. So just I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So just, uh, yeah, give, give notice, um, obviously address issues in an effective manner, right? Their they're, tenants are your customers, yep. your clients. And, and that's a big thing that since Brian and I started this business and that he taught me, right, is 
you know, at the end of the day, the investment is only as good as your tenant to mm-hmm. an extent. You can totally renovate agree. it. You can buy the best property in the most amazing location. If the tenant isn't happy and not paying you rent, it's mm-hmm. no long. I mean, it's still an investment because it's real property and it right. exists. Yeah. But what actually brings it all to fruition is no longer exists. Right. Right. No one buys an investment property to, you know, not collect rent. You'll never find an investor and say, well, I don't care if I only get rent for six months, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, you got to constantly be thinking that way. Um, Well, Well, if the government was buying rental properties, they they might say something something along those lines. Hey, I got a plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's speech today. Uh, But anyways, while we're on the topic of tenants, so, Mm. I mean, obviously buying a property that's tenanted can be uh, complicated on a good day. And now, obviously, depending on when you're listening to this or watching this, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, essentially. So, I mean, how have you guys been finding uh, uh, your dealings with the tenants during these times? You know, it was really challenging back in, you know, late February, March, when this really started. Yeah. You know, we had to quickly innovate and come up with, you know, a lot of new strategies to continue to conduct business while maintaining everyone's health and safety and, you know, keeping people comfortable. Again, mm-hmm. they're tenants, they're paying rent to live in a space. You know, obviously we can't be going in and out like we once were. Um, so what we did was we, we gave lots of notice. We, we, the properties that we already had tenants that we needed to re-rent because they give notice and we're leaving, um, we did full video tours. So similar to how we list houses to sell. Yeah. Um, we would arrange a time, they would leave, we'd have the tenant turn on all the lights open up all the doors mm-hmm. so no one had to physically touch anything. Right. So it was all set up. We just had to hover in there with their masks and gloves. Um, and After we, did, we confirmed that they were content with what they saw in the virtual course, tour. Right. They had right. to walk yeah, through that first. Yeah. Right. So we'd get that. We'd make sure it was nice. And we told the tenants, right, the nicer you make your apartment or your house, the faster it's going to rent, which means the less, you know, uh, things you have to deal with. Exactly. We weren't. Yeah. It was virtual for, honestly, probably two months. Mm-hmm. We were renting houses off of the video. Yep. Um, in a couple cases, after it was cleared and good with the tenant and the, the potential new tenant, we'd arrange, maybe they would leave, yep. and we'd go in to do the final little walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't... It, it, obviously, we had a lot of anxiety. We thought it was going to be much worse. But yeah. again, goes back to, if you have a good relationship with your tenant, like we do with most of our mm-hmm. tenants, whether you're a landlord or a property mm-hmm. management company... You can, everything's easier, right? So it wasn't like... If we're selling a property that we already manage, yeah, uh, there's the same challenges, the same landlord and tenant laws, the same, all of that. The only difference though is that we can lean on that relationship and even if somebody yeah. has certain rights and certain things that they're owed yep. a lot of times they don't care they're not they're just normal people and, and yep. we respect each other and they're willing to be flexible obviously though if we're selling a house where the people are already tenanted and we have no relationship with them right and uh the the, the buyer wants vacant possession right yeah. now like yeah. that's yeah. really tough i mean yeah. the seller is gonna have to basically pull something out of his pants i don't know to to pull a deal together <laughs> yeah. offer them cash, cash out of go. his jeans be like here yeah. gives here's some money um can you move out like i don't know you got to negotiate yeah. some deal with mm-hmm. your tenants to get rid of them if the buyer requires vacant possession right but a lot of them 
from what, what I've found is they're okay with taking the tenants. They want to have a game plan after they take possession if the yeah. rent's low to work on that, that was one getting of my some next turnover yeah. and getting things moved on. And and if the tenant is 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 paying their rent on time though and they pay consistently and faithfully, it's nearly impossible to, to get them out. Yeah. Forever. It's got to be a, a negotiated. Yeah, that was kind of going to lead into our, yep. what we're going to talk about yep. listing. But if the tenant misses rent all the time and they're late all the time, there's persistent late payment of rent uh, notices we can issue and hearings we can have with the landlord and tenant board. And then just act flat out lack of payment of rent. Anything that's rent payment related yep. is a good thing in a landlord's perspective if you want to get rid if of the individual, get out. Okay. right? And then you can turn over that unit and make it nice and rent it for way more money. Right. But if you've got people that are really smart and they pay on time every single month, they may be the most annoying people on planet Earth, but you can't, you're not going to be able to get rid do. of them. It's very that's difficult. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I was looking at... Uh, a couple, like, I don't know, obviously you guys are looking at the market now, right? That's your job. Yeah. And I was, I'm still in the market for like a duplex or something. And we were, did a little tour. I brought uh, one of my mortgage brokers out with me and we were just having a look. And man, there's not a whole lot that's available right now that is a decent price that's bringing in good rent. Yeah, and uh, the, the return on investment's tough right now. In I, terms a few of, that I've seen, some of the people have been there 11 years, 15 years. Yeah. I'm like, how much you paying? Oh, 800 bucks. What? Yeah. And a lot of people listting yeah. these—they're pro- <laughs> listing these properties and not accounting for that, right? I know, like you've like obviously seven percent cap in whose world? Yeah, you got to look at the asset. Ninety percent down. That's whose world? Yeah, like you obviously—you <laughs> obviously got to look at the asset and and, yeah. and price a house. But if you got a fourplex and you've got lifelong tenants in there and the rents are way below market value, you can't price that fourplex yeah. uh, the same as if it was just freshly rented mm-hmm. with new tenants and high rents. Because right. the emotional right. aspect's not there. If you're selling a single-family residential, yeah. the husband and wife are going to picture their kids skipping around yeah, the I yard, go playing a in the leaves. Yeah, 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 the school's nice. But with a rental, it's all just the numbers. Yeah. And the numbers ain't there. So, it, like, yeah, the, the building down the street that's pumping out twice your rent... Of course. So, yeah, if you want that kind of money, then you work out and negotiate individual deals with all of your tenants. You get yep. them all out, yep. and then you renovate the units, and then you re-rent them for more money, and then we can ask that much money. Yeah, yeah, you know? that was the big thing, because a lot of the places I walked into needed a lot of work. So best thing, uh, before we get into our yeah, no, like, course, like yeah. good relationships with your tenants, because yep. at the end of the day, that if you got to go down the, the legal Battle, Battle, it is a nightmare. Yeah, being the um, tough guy very rarely plays well. Yeah, yeah. it's you got to sign sworn affidavit saying you're not going to re-rent a house for two years if you're claiming that you're going to move into it. Yeah, so you got to be careful. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not yeah. like, oh, I, my son's going to live there. Yeah, you have to leave. You mm. know, it's 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 intense. Yeah. So now, if I just like, I'll give you an example. I just sold a property um, last week. Had a tenant only six months into a year lease. Yep. Right. We covered the moving expenses. I've upgraded them to another one of our rentals in yep. a even nicer area. So there's another advantage. I'm paying them back for the upgrades they did in the backyard, which helped us get a higher purchase price anyway. Yep. And that's it. So you have to offer them enough things that they can go, okay, I'm willing to move. Yeah, you got to And it's make- on their terms. I went in yep. there and said, guys, you, I, I'm happy to tell you what your rights are. Right, because yep. we're professionals. Exactly. You can say you can say no to everything I'm about to yeah. offer you. Obviously. You're protected by your year lease, but the owners would like to sell for whatever reason they want to sell. Yeah, you know, we're happy to try to accommodate you, 
and I'm open. Like I walk in, I'm like, I guys, I know you're probably not excited to see me. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. you are, you should be happy I'm never that it's excited me selling to see this you. house. Yes. And not says, some other yeah. realtor that maybe doesn't know how to sell investment properties right. with tenants because it's special. It and is I'm going to go into that after about the first meeting and how we do that effectively. Yeah. But So that's it. You can, if they agree to it, anything can happen if there's an agreement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't go in there and say, I'm selling, you got to leave because yeah. you can cause yourself a, any landlords or, or other real estate agents. That's a, that's yeah, a, we have the right to, we can ask a, them that's to marry you don't want to go want. down. They have yeah. the right to say no to anything. Right. So even though it's not what their lease dictates or what yes. the landlord and tenant board says, if they like what you're saying and they agree and they agree to it, then by all means, right. you know, you have to give 24 hours notice. But if I go knock on the door and they say, come on in for coffee. Well, no, I didn't get 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not on a safe, they give you permission. You can get in. Yeah, right? It's a little different. If you're not on good terms with your tenants, make sure that 24 hour notice is written. Written. And put in a course. mailbox. My God, in the yeah. mailbox. You know, if you're if cool with your tenant, you can text and call. Great. But if you got somebody that's, uh, make sure you cover your Trying butt. to make things yeah. difficult for written you. Written notice in the mailbox. You can't stick it to the door. Yep. You can't, like, you can't drop it. Like, there's a specific, you have to put it in the mailbox or right. it's not valid. So where you put the notice even matters. Yep. Right. So you got to be careful about all that sort of stuff. Yeah, makes sense. We got, like, about, you know, 10 minutes left. Yep. We wanted to get into... Uh, so yeah, talk about uh, the quick versions, obviously, of, of working with buyers and, and then how we list uh, a property with tenants. Yes. That's so listing, that's... List, listing a property with tenants, you know, before I even put a coming soon sign or I go talk to the tenant. Obviously, I talk with the seller and yes. you know, have right. that conversation, yeah. else I wouldn't be going to talk to the tenant. Right. But I talk with the tenant and I say things like I just mentioned, like, guys, I know this isn't exciting. It's not, yeah. right? You probably like it here. You know, you're comfortable. You enjoy it. It is it is the risk you take when you rent, that at any time a seller, you yeah. know, the landlord can can sell the property, right? So that that's just something you have to accept as a tenant in most cases. So I have that meeting, and again, I, I, I leverage the fact that we already have a relationship. Maybe we don't, but the fact that I, I know what tenants in most cases, appreciate and, and yeah. like. And I'm going to try to make this as painless as possible. Um, if you're selling a rental property that's tenanted, though, and it's a single-family home, yep, that's definitely going to be tougher because the buyer's definitely going to want vacant possession. Yeah. Um, and Most cases, for sure, yeah. yeah. Cases, and yeah. so it, now it's totally different, though, if you're selling a multifamily building where most of the buyers are going to be investors uh, the buyers, the, the tenants just want to be kept in the loop, given that courtesy, shown that respect yeah. to be, be, be kept aware of, kept in the loop about what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? They just don't want to wake up one morning and see a sign stuck in the lawn. And then next day, all of a sudden, there's showing requests from from who knows what brokerage. Yeah, Yeah, I'm here to show your house. Like, who are you? Why? So if you just say, listen, you guys don't have to worry. Uh, Chances are the buyer's going to be, obviously, an investor. So your life's not going to change at all. It's just the name you put on the check or who you direct your deposit your money to is just going to be a different bank Mm -hmm. account number. Other than that, your life's not going to change. So now what works yeah. for you guys? Are you guys like, do you got pets? Like, what do we got to make sure we can make sure this doesn't uh, affect your life in a negative yeah, way like as we much have as a, possible? We have a duplex right now, um, uh, North End St. Catharines, and the tenants in the basement aren't home very often, and they have a dog. And for whatever reason, they just really don't want to put that dog in, in a cage. So yep. I go to every listing, and I yep. show up early, you know, turn the lights on, I grab the dog, and I go outside. So... <laughs> 
we just do things to, to accommodate. Yeah. And again, yeah. you don't have to be, you know, specialized in the kind of investment real estate that we do to do that. Right. But right. these are just things we've been down that road enough times to know. The tenant, the tenant can make it can ruin your listing if they don't I've, if they want to make the there. place a mess if they want to make it smell yeah, if they want to sit there and say all kinds of really bad things about you or your property whenever yeah. there's a showing. This property sucks because because you know pr- prospective buyers and even some realtors are like you know I can't believe some of the questions that you know some of my buyers ask the tenants right off the bat and they'll spill the beans. Yeah. yeah. So a piece of advice for you know whether you uh, hire a realtor that maybe doesn't specialize in this or you know something along those lines, yep. make sure you also try to help the tenant find somewhere else to live. You know, aside from offering yeah, them some money, yeah. you know, maybe direct them to a property management company or go on Kijiji yourself and say, hey, I just found three properties that are similar to this one. Yeah. You know, want me to make the call? You know, the more you offer, and the, the yeah. just try to make it painless. Yeah. Yeah. The more, you know, the more amenities you can offer your tenant, the more likely... Because obviously, yeah. if you're putting that for sale sign, you want to sell your property. Agreed. Right? Absolutely. So it's not like, well, I don't care if it sells, and I don't care. Yeah. If it, right? That's not. I don't care if I spend all this money marketing yeah, it. Yeah, of course not. So just, it's yeah. easy for us because of Orange List. And like, I, I just, I also found the buyer who was represented by another agent a short term one month lease because they sold their house. Yeah. And I couldn't push these tenants out sooner. So we not only found our current tenants a new upgraded home, we yep. put the buyer in a short-term one month. Yeah, that's huge Right, too. so there's a lot of things that we're able to do um, because of our business, but it's things that ordinary people mm-hmm. can also um, do as well. Maybe yeah. they don't you know, have a bunch of other yeah. homes that they can just shuffle t- tenants into, but you can certainly make those calls or, or, or align yourself with a company like ours mm-hmm. to, to help get you. And from home. a realtor's perspective too, I mean those tenants could turn into buyers one day too, right? So never shoot yourself in the foot by being an asshole. That's it. No, it's a really good point. Right? Yeah. They could be on your kid's soccer team. If you don't want to just be a good guy, then at least think about your pocketbook at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't actually do that. (laughs) So I guess to (laughs) kind of wrap this up and you know, there's, it's tough to get all this information out in a, in a short 40, 50 minutes. So working with buyers, um, you know, ROIs, you know, cap rates, we, we rely on more heavily in bigger stuff, maybe five units plus kind yeah. of thing. Uh, I like, what I like about the ROI is it's, it's pretty accurate in the way that we do it. So we um, break it down for the buyer in a very layman format. It's just, yep. here's your bills, here's your utilities, here's your management, here's yeah. your rent, here's what your interest is, here's your principal each month, here's da 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 yeah. Rather than trying to look like some poindexter who knows these fancy things. Yeah. And a lot of buyers yeah. aren't familiar with what the heck does what cap that? rate what even that? mean. What is that? Yeah. But don't I look impressive because yeah. I just said cap rate, you know. 2.5 to Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So exactly. Square root. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's here's the list of expenses. Again, like I mentioned earlier, here's the low-end rent. Here's yeah. what we for sure know we can get. Um, you take that low-end rent, you subtract all your expenses, your insurance, your property yeah. tax, your mortgage, the, your gross it, mortgage payment, um, the well, hydro the, if it's all-inclusive, the Do water. you do the whole mortgage payment or just the interest portion on so, that mortgage yeah, payment? Let me, let me break it down. So, <laughs> so take all those expenses. You're left with cash flow. Yeah. In some, not in all investments, but let's just say we're looking at a two or three unit. Yeah. So you'll have a little bit of cash flow. We take that number, stretch it out over a year. We mark that amount of annual cash flow against your initial investment. Your initial investment would be your down payment. Yeah. 
your your lawyers fees, your closing costs. If there was renos, we also factor that in because right. that's it's not the nine hundred thousand dollar house you're buying; it's the three hundred thousand you're putting in. That's your investment, right? So we use that. So we take the cash flow, we mark it up against your um, uh, initial investment, and that'll yep. give you a percentage, a return, just based on cash flow. Yep. Right. Then out of the gross mortgage payment, we'll separate the interest. We'll just focus on the principal. Yep. Okay. We'll find out over the year out of your rent what's covering your actual principal payment. Okay. Then we'll take that number and mark it up against your initial investment, and that'll give us a percentage. Because your principal is a return on your investment too every month. Right. The interest is an expense that's gone that we all don't want to pay, you but can't, it exists. Yeah, you can't do anything about. Yeah. That. So that's those are two things. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there, including us, that that want to factor in appreciation, and I agree. In this kind of market, you should. But I've always, when representing buyers, focused on those two things because that's concrete. Yeah. I know we can get the low end rent. Okay, I know this is the expenses are pretty accurate. Obviously, there's maintenance and stuff that you can't account for, but again, that's I can't mitigate all your risk. Right, if I could I'd be a gazillionaire? But, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I can mitigate it to the best of our ability with, right. the, with the resources we have. So, you know, those two things is so with confidence I can sell a property. We can sell a property and go, yeah, like you're probably gonna, you know, you're gonna make twelve percent, fifteen percent return on investment. You yeah. know what I mean? And here's why. It's at the back of our mind. It's like, yeah, it's going to appreciate. We know that, especially yeah. in Niagara right now. Yeah. You can have a two-hour, five-hour, ten-hour <laughs> podcast about why Niagara is such a great spot to invest right yeah. now. Um, so some clients are like, no, nah, you know, they want it. It's just to make them feel better. And obviously, that's going to make the overall return look better. Yeah. We are speculating, but, you know, we can speculate with, with concrete evidence right. and, and uh, you know, intelligence. Um, so yeah, those are the two ways that'll give us a percentage matched up against what you initially invested. Um, and that's how we represent, you know, from the financial side of things anyways, you know, uh, w whether an investment's good or not right. for, for someone to buy. Yeah. And for, and obviously like for most people, tr truthfully speaking, the biggest, uh, profit they end up walking away with is the appreciation yeah. side of yeah. things for sure. Right. And so you can't ignore it. But if the thing works, even yeah. without the biggest profitability the cherry aspect, baby. which is, you know, the, the appreciation yep. and it still works even without that consideration, then you can have pretty high levels of confidence yeah, that yeah. it's going to yeah. be a slam dunk. Cause we like, we, you know, I had a client, uh, I won't say his name obviously, but we had a disagreement and he, now he was on the other side of it as the listing agent. So right. it was beneficial for us to attach him that supplement, that document to say, Hey, this is 40% return on your money. Yeah. That's factoring in. We, it was still low end, 5% appreciation. Yep. So you take that number and you also match it up against your initial investment. Now things look real good. But again, the other two things are kind of in our control. It's pretty hard to imagine the rental market just collapsing and vacancy going from almost zero in Niagara up to, yeah, to 10%. 10. Yeah. So it's pretty solid stuff that we can say, hey, spend 100 grand. Here's what it's going to look like. Yeah. So it's a good point you mentioned. Yeah, most investors, a lot of investors only focus on cash flow. It's like, well, appreciation is right. probably going to be the right. biggest, you know. Um, probably. It has, for as long as I've been selling real estate for the last 10 years, yeah, yeah. it's been, for sure, your biggest uh, give me the amount of money. Absolutely. We sold a fourplex to one guy uh, two years 440, ago. 440 two years ago, okay? Cleaned up a couple units, got did what we needed to do, what I told him I was going to do, what we were going to do two years ago. Yep. A bit more money And we rent. just sold it for 630 Wow. Right? Yeah. And, and he did nothing because we literally did everything. Managed yeah. it, from renovations, all of it. Yeah. So he just he just had some money. This is what an investment is supposed to look like. He had some money, whether it was equity in his home or money in a bank account. 
He gave it over as a down payment on this property on Carlton. Two years goes by, he sells it, boom, there's his money back because he didn't physically have to do anything. That's yeah. what an investment should look like. If you're right. physically working all the time, yeah, you're, you're, you're making invested money. You've invested man hours, But you're sweat. actually working for yeah, it. So yeah. yeah, if you work That's your, anywhere, where's your paycheck? It's not much of an <laughs> investment. It's, it's literally, it's like you can get money working anywhere, yeah. right? Sometimes more money than your rental's paying you uh, if you just went and got a job, part-time job somewhere. So, right. you know... That, that's, that's why we love the model that we're able to provide for our clients and the clients of realtors who we have relationships with, who lean on us, because we can really make sure that it actually, in its truest sense, is an investment. Yep. Yeah. So. And looks and, and the experience is what we put on that page that I sent you. Yeah. You know, and and that's why we do things the the way we do. But I just noticed while we were like we were on camera here, I'm like, oh my gosh! I, <laughs> yeah, I hope I didn't do anything weird with my face. Well, you, the only thing you were you doing did was like playing with this. I don't know what you were doing over there, but well, I think I was picking my nose a couple <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm but worried. anyways, guys, uh, Brian, Eric, it's been amazing having you on. You're right; we could do hours and hours on this, and maybe we will on a different yeah. pro, pro, uh, uh, topic. Yeah, um, thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for no us. problem. But uh, okay. Brian, Eric from the investment team at Rebel Realty in St. Catharines and Orange List, one word, okay? <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, take care.